0: Rifters all oh, to see the world there's such a lot of world to see Three weeks in a wow. row <laughs> Number one on so I'm so excited. Thanks. You're yeah. the only person in here who's read it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so i so like
0: everything. I'm like uh, I can't underline uh, the whole book. Uh, no, it's been really crazy, really amazing. So, yes, if you haven't bought it, buy it on Amazon. No, <laughs> so I'm really, really thrilled. It's, so it's been a lot good. of amazing stuff. And check this out. At our Vancouver school, guess who the guest is tonight teaching? Neil Labute. <laughs> so 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 yes. Wow. AMAW Global wow. is, some kind, is so, they're they're freaking out, I think. They're like, wow. <laughs> they're like pooping yeah. their pants. Yeah. I pitched my first TV show this past week, which is like maybe kind of what, I got no applause for that, but that's, uh, oh, oh, that's, that's a big deal. It was, listen, yeah, it's fine. Well, it was for a major network, but here's the thing, listen, it's just like, like, you know, okay, pitching it <laughs> to like my mom and dad. Like, like, it was the real deal. But you know, listen, it's all the same, you guys. It's all the same shit. You got to hold tightly to who you are, your vision, the story you want to tell, and don't deviate it from it because you're going to be hit left and right with people who are saying, no, that's not for us, this, that. You just have to keep moving forward, keep moving forward. But you know, I've never been in a position in my life to be pitching so that to me was a a victory and that's what I'm you know that's I think how you have to work even though you're gonna be rejected you have to keep is the thing I'm always telling Justine because she has a hard time with this which is (laughs) yes she does you have to change the optics on instead of you getting rejected I wasn't getting this far X months ago so it's always like that even though it feels like two steps forward one step back that's okay Take the step back, but you're moving two steps forward. The only way you cannot move two steps forward is to give up. That's really it. <clears throat> but I think the thing that I just want to say really briefly, uh, people know that, you know, I'm probably not going to get through this without crying because, like, mm. God damn it. Mm. So, um, and I have a lot of snot, so i got to take out oh, that can be next <laughs> because there's going to be more snot than normal. But... Um, so last year I, I lectured, it was maybe my favorite my favorite lecturer, but I lectured on Dave Say, who was the founder of StoryCorps, and StoryCorps, he won the TED Prize, which is $1.5, $1.5 million or something like that, which is basically the, the, the most inspiring TED Talk leading to giving the, that person uh, the money to develop whatever their technology is that they were talking about and he very briefly he created StoryCorps like in the 90s which was a booth I think in Grand Central is where they started if you remember this right and you basically could go in this actual physical booth I could go with Justine or Caitlin or whoever and interview them and then it was recorded and sent to the Library of Science and since then in the last 20 some years 15 years it's become the Library of Congress their video recordings it's the largest record In the Library of Congress of people recording mostly your parents, your grandparents, people who might be terminally ill. So I lectured on him and 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 he talked about his discovery was that the most powerful uh, transformational aspect of his life was all in listening. Just in listening, which is the heart it's the heartbeat of what we're doing here. It is the foundation of everything and when a TED talk wins the grand prize based on listening. Again, I just, it's so electric to me that that is the driving, you know, mechanics of how to be the best whatever. And when I'm talking about listening, see, we reduce it to the ear. It's not just hearing. Oh, it's sunny out today, I'm gonna wear whatever. Listening is being. Listening is receiving at a deep level. Listening is being able to be expressed intuitively and share back with someone without this part of you that's telling you you can't, it's not correct. It's all these things that we're talking about. So you go into a room and you stop second-guessing the way you want to do it based on what you think somebody wants. They don't know what they want. They think they know what they want, and they won't know what they want until it walks in the room. So you're the answer to them, that, the thing that they're looking for, that they think they may know until you come in and you're like, oh my god, that's the person. It's all a function of being. So it's you giving yourself the permission to be. And that's really hard. Because that means you're gonna be freaky and weird and messy and beautiful and vulnerable and angry and divine and dastardly, all of it. And that also is about listening to somebody in a space that really allows you to feel. So I know Caitlin was talking about how she did it with her grandparents. So I started to do it with my parents today. (laughs) And I just wanna say, one thing, and then I want to tell you this E.E. E. Cummings quote, and then we'll, we'll go. It's not even really a lesson. It's just some thoughts. But, you know, when I sat down with my mom and dad, and my mom is so practical. My dad is, some of you know him, he's such a storyteller. So for him, it's not so hard. But my mom said, <laughs> I said, I want to start recording your stories. And she's, she just laughed. And she said, well, why would you want to do that? She's like, our story. <laughs> She's like, this is what we do. We go to the YMCA. <laughs> Your dad. My parents are 80, 80, and 81. Your dad goes to the pipe shop to play cards. This <laughs> is all in a small town. He does. She goes and runs errands. They come home and they make dinner and they watch, you know, CSI. <laughs> it's basically kind of like, you know, these golden years for them. She's like, what's interesting about that? And I was like, mom. So sure enough, we started, you know, I started asking them questions because they grew up in World War II Germany. And after the war ended, they were like nine or ten. And I'd heard some of those stories before. But when they started to tell me these amazing stories of, of who they are and what they had to get through, I mean, it is really mind-boggling. And afterwards, my mom said, oh, my gosh, you're right. Everybody has a story. Kids, that is what you're learning here. You have a story, and the story deserves to be told. There's value to it. It, Actually, it's it's so important for you to tell your story through this vehicle of acting, but it can also be through writing or producing or directing or creating. But if you're choosing the acting route to tell your story through other characters and not let other people tell you, you don't look this way or that way because it's supposed to be something else. It's your story. That's why you're here. So sure enough, when she was telling me these things, I, I heard one piece of information that I'd never heard before that made me, it kind of had like, oh my God, that's how I feel I am, not nearly as risky and as badass as my grandmother. But ap- after the war, my parents grew up in Bavaria, and so they were like 10 or so, and they the Bavarian side of Germany, or that part of West Germany, was all inhabited by um, uh, soldiers from the US so for like six months or, or a year all these combat soldiers took over and they actually had a headquarters in in the small town my parents grew up in a small town of like 500 people right over the border in Czechoslovakia it was taken over by the Russians as we all know right and so it's so interesting how that could have been different and I could have grown up differently so it started making me think about you know like that the, the cards were dealt but anyway so my parents you know grew up under you know um, Uh, American, uh, what am I trying to say here? I'm under Sudafed right tonight, so, (laughs) uh, but yes, so so they were emancipated by the Americans. But I found out that my grandmother, a lot of the Czechoslovakians were fleeing the communist rule, the Russians taking over. They would come over the mountain, separating the two, and they would, my, my grandmother was lodging them, now, that was a big deal because they, if, they, if my grandmother would have been found out, the, the people that she was hiding and she herself would have been put in jail and persecuted. I was like, oh, my God. Grandma was like a little rebel. She was like a communist saving rebel. <laughs> I love it. Never knew that. That's the power, kids. I just want you to remember that it doesn't mean you have to do something so, you don't have to save people to have a story worth telling. E.E. Cummings said, to be nobody but yourself in a world which is doing its best day and night to make you like everybody else means to fight the hardest battle which any human being can fight and never stop fighting. So that's why your story is important. The same rainbows and Waiting round the bend My Huckleberry friend River